Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Well, everybody, it is Sunday. It's Domingo. Yes, it is. Praise the Lord. It is good to see everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Everybody doing okay? Yeah? ¿Cómo están todos? Bien. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. And I'm doing very well. Gracias por preguntar. <laughs> I thank you guys for asking. I'm going to get into the word today. Praise the Lord. And you guys just pray my strength in the Lord this morning. Amen. If you guys will, uh, well, you know what? Let me just say hello to everybody. You know, sometimes I, I, you, it's just one of those days. You ever have a day where you wake up and you're about an inch off? You're just an inch off. Things don't seem to be right. Your prayer isn't getting through the roof and all kinds of things feel like it's just not happening. But I just trust in the Lord that I, his, his faithfulness is with us and his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Amen. So let's turn to Revelations chapter 4, verse 11. Praise God. If you guys don't remember who I am, I'm Pastor John. Amen. Uh, and I'm going to read Revelation chapter 4, 11, 4, verse 11. And it reads this. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Amen. Today we are looking at the three aspects of worship. The three aspects of worship. Tres aspectos de la adoración. Now according to John chapter 4, 23 through 24, reads this. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. We are going to talk about some true worshipers today. Do I have any worshipers in the house? Is there any worshipers at home today? Praise God. Today, we are going to talk about who and what a true worshiper is, because a true worshiper will give God glory, honor, and power. Gloria, honor, and poder. Many times, we are just standing around and we're shouting uh, to God, you are worthy. Eres digno. Before we go any further, because, you know, we're in church, we're always talking about God, you're worthy. But while we're in church, we need to look a little bit further and see what this worthy means before we start saying what worthy is. The word worthy is from the Greek word axios, which means worth, due reward, deserving of, or it means to shine. So when 
So when we tell God that he's worthy, cuando le decimos a Dios que es digno, the next thing we need to tell God is what he's worthy of. God, you are worthy of all, or God, you are worth all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And this is going to bring us to our first aspect of worship, and that is glory. What is glory? I'm going to spare you the Hebrew and the Greek definitions right now. I'm just going to give it to you plain. Glory means this, high renowned, magnificent or great beauty. It means to give credit to. Now, saints, listen, we can't just say that God deserves the glory. No podemos uh, simplemente decir que Dios merece la gloria. We must give it to him by our actions and not by our lip service. You guys hear me? A lot of times we try to give God glory just with our mouths, but we really need to be giving God glory by what we do. We give God glory by our faith. Romans chapter 1 and 17 says this, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Listen, we give God glory by the faith that we have. And so many times, saints, God, we have instances in our lives that we like to use faith and it's not really faith. It's just a belief. Your belief doesn't please God. Your faith pleases God. And when your faith pleases God, it gives him glory. So what is the difference about your belief and your faith? Well, I believe that I'm going to get sick. I mean, that I'm going to be healed. No, I don't believe that I'm going to get healed. My faith is that I am healed. That's when James said this. He said, look, if you ask me of my faith, I will show you my works. That means there's going to be a demonstration of the faith that he has in what the Lord will do. God is pleased when we give him glory and give him glory by our faith. Also, we give God glory by all that we do. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that the Lord you from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance from, for you serve the Lord Christ. Knowing that, the, that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So many times we do things just for ourselves and just for our inner glory. But really what we should do is everything that we do, it should bring glory to the Lord. Okay, you guys get this. Watch this. We have people here at our church like Angel Dunn. I'm just going to use Angel Dunn, for instance. Angel Dunn has a gift of making things and confections and, and, and little doodads and things like that. When she does it, she does it, but she does it as unto the Lord. That's why when she does it, she does it with excellence. 
She just doesn't do a, pro- do a product and put it out there. She does it because she realizes what God has given her, that she's going to go forward and do things with excellence because it gives God glory. Let me help you guys out. A piano just sits and waits to be played. You guys watch this. A piano by itself just sits and it waits to be played. It waits for a musician to come and sit and play. When a skilled musician plays, it will give praise and honor to the musician and not the piano. You guys catch that? So the piano is sitting there, but the musician that comes is skilled at playing the piano. Do you realize the piano, the sound is coming out of the piano, but after the person's done playing it, they don't give the piano praise. They give the musician the praise, but the musician never made the music. What made the music was the piano, and that's with us in our lives. Whatever we do, we, we do as unto the Lord and not to men. I'm just a piano. I'm just an instrument. Everything that goes on in my life, God is the musician. He's the one that orchestrates everything in my life, and he's the one that just comes through and he's playing. So whatever I do, it's not about me. It's about the one that's sitting at the piano, and he's playing. See, when we take the glory, you are, when you take the glory, you give strength to your own name. When we start taking the glory for ourselves, you saints, you know what ends up happening? It takes the glory from God. Let's talk about what we're seeing right now. Look at the candidates right now. All you hear from each side is saying, well, what I'll do and what we've done and what we've done in the past and what I've done and I've got this done or what they've done. It's all about what we've done, what we can do. But nobody's given God any glory for it. God, listen, there's people out there, men think that they're smart. They think they have strategies. They think they have a plan. But guess what? God is the one that has given them all their smarts all the, all, everything that they have, what they're doing, and what they want to do is give themselves the glory, but not one candidate has stood and said, listen, I just want to give honor and glory to my God who has given me the strength and the strategy to change this nation around. When you give glory to God, when his, na- when his name is strengthened among the people, some, uh, I'm sorry, when you give glory to God, His name is strengthened among the people. Amen. Psalms 96 and 3 says this. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. That's telling us. It says, tell everyone about the amazing things he does. That sounds like witnessing, testifying. You know, it's not... Like even with me right now, it's, it's going around and telling people that God has done a great work in me and he's healed me. You know, just not, not sharing that is a problem. We have to tell God, it's like, God, listen, I want you to get the glory out of what's happening to me. So I'm going to let you know, look, it wasn't by what I'm me working out every day. It's not about me eating. It's not about my body trying to heal itself. I'm going to give God the glory because what it, it's not for me. It's not for, oh, I've worked hard. I've done all this. No, God has worked through me 
and he's worked through me, and I will give him the glory to everybody that's around me. Not giving the glory to everybody, but glory to God. And I'm going to tell people about the glory of God that's around me. Don't use your worship to reflect your own glory. Your worship should reflect God's glory. Now, (laughs) here's an interesting but a random act, in fact, that I want to tell you guys. I read somewhere that people design hotel lobbies with mirrors, huge mirrors, right by where the elevator is. Now, I want you guys to think about this, what I'm saying. Yeah, because now you're thinking about it right now. When you stand in in a lobby where the elevator is, there's always mirrors there. You know why? Because it keeps your mind off of the elevator to come because you're too busy looking at yourself. Think about it. How many times you're inside of an elevator that's got mirrors in it and you're you're busy looking at yourself and you're stopping at every floor, but you're okay because you're looking at yourself. (laughs) See, people complain less about waiting for slow elevators when they're occupied looking at themselves. My point is this. We all get caught up in our reflection We all want to be seen. We all want to be important. We all want to be valuable. The desire to be important can make it so that we glory in ourselves and not in Christ. Psalms chapter 4, verse 2 says, O sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah. So many times, we are looking. I mean, let's just, just be honest. How much time do we spend in the mirror this, this morning? Yeah, don't you guys, you guys don't even have to lie. It's Sunday. Don't even lift up your hand. You at home, like, no, let's just think about it. So many times we seek ourselves vain glory. We're trying to look good, we're trying to do this, and, and that's okay. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it goes a little bit too far, and we get into vanity. And when we do that, you are, you are trying to find glory in yourselves. When really, that glory belongs to God and not on us. It says here, it says, how long will we love vanity? And how long will we seek leasing? How long will we keep uh, talking about ourselves and, and the things that we do or the things that we can do? So the next aspect of worship is this. God is worthy of honor. Mark chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. This scripture personifies the idiom, familiarity breeds contempt. Our text tells us that people that knew Jesus, only knew Jesus, uh, or they knew Jesus for all their lives, but the ones that knew him couldn't receive miracles from him. Why? It's because they didn't honor Jesus for who he is. Jesus didn't have a power problem or a miracle mishap. The people had a receiving problem due to their sight. 
When you can't see correctly, you can't receive what's being handed to you. Listen, it's not about what you can't see because you have impaired vision. When you can't see people for who they are in your life, then you have an eye problem. When I say eye problem, I'm not talking about EYE. I'm talking about an eye problem. The people only saw Jesus as the carpenter's son, the son of Joseph and Mary, the brother of James. They never seen him for who he was, and because they couldn't see him for who he was, they weren't able to honor him for who he is, and this made them unable to receive what they needed from Jesus. In order to honor Jesus for who he is, you got to see him for who he really is. And once you can see, you can give him honor that is due to him and his name. So many people hurt themselves by not honoring who God is. There were people that were still hurting. There were people that were still sick. There were people still confused. There were still people that weren't healed. Why? Because they didn't honor Jesus for who he was. Honor isn't for the honoree. It's for the one giving the honor. When your children honor you as mom, they get the benefit of mom. When your wife honors you as a husband, she gets the benefit of that. She gets a priest, a provider, a protector, and a problem solver. Can I get an amen, husbands? We honor God by honoring the people in our lives that God has given to us. Man, God has created in the family of God people that are vessels of honor, and we should be pouring out to, into each other honor. Why? Because when we honor each other, it honors God. And when we don't honor and do what God tells us to do, he says this in Luke chapter 6 and 46. He says, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? How can we dishonor each other? Because if you dishonor any of God's creation, guess what? You're dishonoring God. Mark 7 and 6 says this. He answered and said unto them, well, Hath Elias prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, The people honoreth me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Listen, God deserves all the honor for all that he is. He is not only the son of God, he is God. He is not only the Savior, but he is Lord. He is not only a friend to sinners, he is the judge of the quick and the dead. Remember, saints, God is seeking a worshiper that will worship him and in spirit and in truth. God's not looking for just anybody. He's looking for real, true worshipers. If you want to be found by God, we need to know how to worship him. So the third aspect of worship, the third aspect of worship is we, God is worthy of power. Most of us as Christians are looking for power. And let's talk about that power because all of us want to receive that power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, 
but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be a witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. This is the kind of power that I want to have. I want to have that Holy Ghost power. I want that power. Power is a promise given to us by Jesus through his spirit. Many of us desire to receive this power so that we can live a holy life. We deserve the power over our, 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 we desire the power over our enemies, over sickness, over sinful behavior. But I want to submit to you today that you can't receive this power until you give up your own power. This power I'm talking about is control or authority. You have to give up control of your life and authority of your life to God. In other words, you have to give God what he is worthy of from you, and that is your power. You can't get power till you give. I mean, you can't get power till you give power. If I were an electrician, we would call this alternating current. Sean knows what I'm talking about. In the AC, that alternating current, the AC, the flow of power reverses direction, whereas in direct current, the flow of the electric charge is only in one direction. God doesn't deal in direct current, even though we would love, love for it to be that way. We would love to keep control and authority over our lives, our power over our lives, and expect God to give us his power. How many times we sit down and ask God, God, I want the power, but what authority have we given God in our lives? We want to give control over our, our, our uh, we want to have control over our lives and have authority over our lives, but when God wants to give us power, we got to give him the power, we got to give him the authority, and when he, we give him authority and power, then, then he'll give us the power. It goes vice versa. But before we receive the power, we got to give God our power over our own selves. As you give, you get. You have to give up authority to gain authority. You have to give up control to gain control. You have to give up power to gain power. You have to lose your mind to have the mind of Christ. God's power is AC power. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Give and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Draw near and I will draw near to you. As we see in our theme scripture, um, Revelation chapter 4 and 11, we see that God is worthy of all the glory, the honor, and power because he created all things and all things were made by him. The problem is we tend to give our power away to other situations, to other circumstances, and people. And this is a form of idolatry. Many times we have given the power that we've been given to us, we give it to other people. I'm saying this so you can understand. We give our power to other situations, to other circumstances, and people. When something or someone else has control over how you react, respond, or feel, then you have given them a form of authority and control over your life. You've given them your power. We remain bitter, angry, and unforgiving. 
You forfeit your power to them. Let me give you an example. Your day was really good until you ran into that person that hurt you two years ago. Then suddenly, you're in a bad mood. You weren't even thinking about them. But when you've seen them, you've given your power. You guys know that feeling that you get when somebody's hurt you, somebody's done something wrong to you. They walk by you, and all of a sudden, you relive that whole situation. And then now, what you don't realize is you've given your own power to them. They're, you, they're not even thinking about you, but you have literally given up your power to them. And it's a form of adultery. People can't have power over you unless you give it to them. Well, let me talk about power and speaking about power. The Apostle Paul writes about some of those freedoms that we as Christians have. But those freedoms can make us slaves. 1 Corinthians 6 and 12 says this, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. I love the way when Paul says that I will not be brought under the power of any. Look, as Christians, we have a lot of freedoms, a lot of freedoms, but that doesn't mean we need to do them. Paul says, look, all things are lawful to me. That means I can do it, but it's not good for me to do it. But what happens is, and what Paul says here, I will not be brought under the power of any. There's some things in our lives that you may be able to do, but because you keep doing it and doing it, and your freedom really for you is really a rope that you're going to end up hanging yourself with, all of a sudden, you are now under that power. People get, get um, addicted from alcohol, food, friends, Toxic relationships, because Paul said, I will not be brought under the power of anything else but the power of Jesus Christ. I will have, I have freedom to do it, but guess what? If something in my life is hindering me, then I'm not going to do it. So in my closing, it's not until we give God these three aspects of worship, we can say, that we are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. When we give Jesus all the glory, we give him the credit for all of our accomplishments. We, what, whatever we do to Jesus makes him famous amongst the heathens. <laughs> when we give God all the glory, we don't try to take the shine for all the young people, we ain't trying to have the drip. When we give Jesus all the honor, when we see Christ for who he is, when he's not just the carpenter's son, when we understand that God is, is our Savior, but we still got to honor him for our Lord. We have to honor him for a healer. We have to honor him for everything that he has done for us in our lives. When we give God all the power, when we give God all the control and the authority, when we don't bow down to anything or be subject to any other power but the power of the Holy Spirit, we give honor to God. 
This is when we become the true worshipers that God is seeking. And he will find you and he will pour out his approval and honor and glory and power into your own life. So you can turn around and give back to God all the honor, all the glory, and all the power back to him. God is seeking true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. He is seeking such to worship him. Watch this. If you do the three aspects of these worship, which is uh, honor, glory, and power, when you give that to God, God says he is seeking such to find him. If you learn these things, God won't look. You don't have to try to find God. God will find you. It says he is seeking such to worship him. The three aspects of worship. Glory, honor, and power all belongs to the master. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. You guys give God a praise. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. If you're listening to this message today and you've said to yourself, you know what? I want to give God my all in my heart. If that's you today, I just want you to pray with me, and I want to pray with everybody else today. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that we honor you as God, that you are God alone. And Lord, we say today that we repent of our sins, and we will receive you, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. To my heart or come into our hearts, God. Show us how to walk the straight and narrow path. Lord, let us realize that you deserve all the power, all the honor, and all the glory. That we may be children of the Father. I thank you, Lord, for the people that are around us that will help us live out your word. So God, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.